Oh, it's your favorite time of the week. All your work is done, and it's time to relax. So come, grab some friends, and let's get lit and join the rotation. You are now in the rotation with Suncoast Normal. We are your host, your Suncoast Normal Executive Board, and we say it's time to legalize it. time it is some of you going to church some of you going into the rotation carlos prematurely jumped the gun with the theme music it's okay my no, bad. Not no, no. the button. You, like you know what time it is, and it just like causes. Yeah, it it's all good. It's all good. You know, we we are professionals and non-professionals at the same time. So for those of you who don't know, uh, I'm your executive director, Christopher Kano, coming to you live from the D.C., uh, Maryland, Virginia area, uh, right here above the Beltway, where all of our nation's capital uh, happenings are, are going down. And then, of course, our deputy director, Carlos Ramita, is broadcasting live in studio. Uh, at Chillum in Ebor City. We'll be joined shortly by our uh, Director of Public Policy, Gary Stein, who will be uh, 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 joining us uh, from broadcast from home. And then, of course, we have a very special guest today. Uh, you know, we've had over the past couple of weeks uh, some new members stepping up uh, from Generation Z to run for Congress, to run for State House. And today's State House candidate from District 68, Larissa Wright. Larissa, welcome to the rotation. Hey, thank you for having me. So, you know, uh, you are stepping into, you know, a, a district that has kind of been redrawn a little bit uh, after redistricting. Um, you know, you're facing someone who who is, uh, you know, previously been a, a state rep. Um, and so tell us a little bit about your platform. Uh, why, why, what chose you to, you know, at 22 years old to want to step up and, and represent your community run for office? Well, for me, I've really always been interested in law and politics. That comes from being an American, becoming a working class immigrant family. I've been able to see both ups and downs of the system here. And stuff. So that really pushed me into volunteering and getting interested in activism and politics. Then back in 2020, I had the opportunity. I was ready to work on a, a candidate congressional campaign, and I did it. And it was during the time where the George Floyd situation was going on as well as, you know, COVID really just started up and the country is in chaos. And I was like, I need to do more. And more for me was I wanted to Tallahassee and providing a voice to the working class. I'm big on providing a voice to the working class and people who are often on their hurt and undisturbed, just making sure they have a voice and that voice is being heard. Uh, some of my personal passions and big points of my campaign are education. I come family. I have educators in it. I work in the education system myself. So making sure our teachers, they get paid. We're way behind that here in Florida, as well as taking care of the teacher shortage. Of course, the environment. My opponent is actually sponsored behind the anti-sociology bill last session and women's reproductive rights, of course. If we don't get uh, people like me or candidates that are pro-choice elected to the uh, legislator, we're going to have a problem at next session. So 
those are definitely some my inches my um, my platform and what what makes I true. Awesome. Awesome. Well, you know, I, I think, uh, you know, stepping up is in, in when you see injustice, when you see things that don't make sense, you know, you look around and, and it's like, well, if not you, then who? Right. And, and if, if not now, then when? So I, I, you know, I totally get where you're coming from. And I think that's awesome. And, uh, you know, you know, just you know, all props to you to, to stepping up and wanting to represent your community, um, knowing that you have an uphill fight at Thank that, too. And, and, and there's something noble about that. Um, you know, all in all, we, you know, we always want to encourage uh, the younger generation to step up. And, and you know, people always say, oh, wait your turn or it's not your time. And the truth is, is that the time is always now. And your turn is when you mm -hmm. feel you're ready to step up and make it happen. And, you know, um, you just keep going, you keep going, you keep going, you persevere through it. And that's that's how we, you know, we see actual change happen in this country and in this world. So, you know, uh, like I said, all props to you for, for, for stepping up. There are a lot of people out there who talk a good game, but none of them actually step up. You actually on the ballot, you're actually doing what you need to do to make it happen. So, man, I think it's impressive that you just care. <laughs> when I was 22, I didn't give a shit. <laughs> And here you are. You're you're not only giving a shit, but like you're you're stepping up. You're trying to get involved. You're trying to get your hands dirty, and, and all kudos to you. Um, I think it's very important because I mean, most of the people that are making decisions for us are fucking old, older than Gary, and that's pretty old. It's, it's exactly, <laughs> and a large part of the population. I'm sorry, Gary, but a large part of the population. Are, we have young people in the population. We have middle-aged people in the population. We have young adults. We need people up in Tallahassee that can provide a voice to other people other than, you know, the status quo and what has been, you know, in, in power for a long time. Um, what was it that, like, I know you were talking a little bit beforehand, but, but why do you care so much? Like, what was it that, that really, like, was there, like, a point in time that you can just be like, okay, this is what's really fucking pissing me off. <laughs> that I need no, to get involved. No. I would say no. I've seriously, like, since I've been younger, I've just always really been into, like, wanting to advocate, wanting to speak. I used to get in trouble a lot, actually. Like, if there was something wrong going on, I had to say something. I've always just, I've always been like that. So it just kind of took me to where I'm at. But I, I can't pinpoint a specific reason or a specific point like okay i'm tapping into politics now it's always really been in in tune honestly since i was younger i, I see that larissa because like i as a matter of fact not to be corny or anything but like uh, uh, uh from the little bit of research that i've done uh you know you have to understand that i'm i'm the least political in this group that i'm i'm uh -huh more Joe Stoner guy than anything else. But the little <laughs> bit of research that I've done on you, like if I read your, your bio on your Twitter profile, it literally says you're an advocate for the underrepresented. So it sounds like you just like hate bullies. Pretty much people that take advantage of people when they know that they're vulnerable and they need help. Like, and sometimes the people, they can't speak up for themselves or if they do speak up, no one wants to listen because I mean, everything's about a power game. If you don't have a certain um, person or a certain position in the society, on, on, fortunately, they, they won't listen. They won't take certain graphics and, and certain people from a certain working class. They, they won't take them serious. And that's just, that's 
that's the truth. People it, it need somebody that is looking out for those people. It reminds me of the administration that's currently in charge right now. Just say. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I saw the uh the pictures on your site and at the I think it was the blue went or whatever it was over in Tampa. By the way, you rocked that white suit. That was really cool. Oh, thank you. You're talking about leadership blue. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. But that, it, 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 it begs to ask the question, have you been getting support from the DEC in regards to pushing this forward? Because that, I find, is one of the issues we have with the, uh, the Democratic Party doesn't always support the, uh, the candidates as much as they should. And that, that's politics, of course. But I would hate to see somebody with, with, with your spark and your fire to not get the attention that you need to get moving forward because it takes money and it takes support. You are you are right. It's been it's been a ride. It's been a difficult ride. Most recently, I uh, within the last two weeks, I have gotten some financial support from the Hillsborough DEC. I'm very very appreciative of that. In the way of like you know connections, putting me in touch with the membership. Um, but I would say overall, when it comes to Gen Z candidates, and we have some other Gen Z candidates um, down in Florida, Gabriel Gonzalez, um, Elijah, we we do struggle when it comes to financial support from the party times. Um, so it, it's, it's frustrating. It gets frustrating. But, you know, we take what we can get, and we have to run with it. Can't let it stop us. And you do have support of the LGBTQ caucus, right? I, I missed your event this last oh, Wednesday. Oh, yes, I was in uh, the Hillsborough LGBTQ caucus. Yeah, and the state um, the state as well, the state Florida LGBTQ caucus. So, yeah, they uh, support me. And, and, so. My guess is there is no LGBTQ caucus in Polk County. <laughs> no, there is, Gary. There is. No, there, there, not, see, that's no, just going to show not, you ain't on the ground in Polk County. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, but um, you know, Larissa, in, in regards to caucuses and endorsements, you know, Gary, out there. Yeah, Gary's just going through the normal rigmarole of, of, of just the party politics of everything. Um, but one of the key criticisms that, that you know that we've seen as a as an outside organization is, you know, when you really want to flip seats, if you really want to win, then you gotta garner and get behind folks uh early. And, and we, we're encouraging, you know, uh, we would like to see the party structure, especially now that we're, you know, uh, halfway through September, coalescing around younger candidates like yourself and really doing what they can to flip seats. Because I've seen the DEC throw tens of, of thousands of dollars in special elections uh, for candidates who I didn't think had a hope of hell of winning. Uh, but you, you inspire people. And I think that's the difference is inspirational candidates make a big difference. And, you know, um, charisma doesn't always translate into dollars, but it should. And then that's why we, mm -hmm. we're, we're happy to have you, uh, uh, you know, uh, stepping up and making it happen. Now, in regards to um, the issues that are important to, to our members at, at Suncoast Normal and, and the, the patients here in Florida, you know, the Florida legislature, Carlos just hit on it. <sighs> Uh, between the Florida GOP running the legislature and the DeSantis administration uh, running the Department of Health, 
for the past four years, patients have been failed on so many levels. Uh, most recently, these allotment caps on how much medicine you can get every day. I mean, it boils down to like two grams of flour a day, you know, a very limited amount overall over the course of 70 days uh, for certain, you know, uh, forms of medication, methods of ingestion. Uh, we haven't seen an expansion of qualifying symptoms since the amendment passed. We've not seen any type of protection and discrimination against medical marijuana patients, whether it's in medical treatment or being kicked off the organ transplant list or getting kicked out of your nursing home for using medical marijuana. And we still see people being fired from their jobs for being medical marijuana patients, especially in the public sector. We're seeing teachers and high school administrators let go of jobs, all because they're using a the state-sanctioned medicine, which the voters have said is a constitutional right to utilize. So. What is your view in all of this? What would you like to see happen, uh, you know, once you get elected to, you know, improve the medical marijuana system in Florida? Uh, you know, and, and is there any insights that you have on the current system that you think need to change? Well, to answer your first question, what I'd like to see happen is for it to be decriminalized and we could operate like states like Colorado, which I'm a big fan of that state. When I go um, decriminalizing it. My the the way that it is, you know, I'm Jamaican American, so I have a little bit of a different um, outlook on it. But it's it's a herb. It's 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 Jaws plant. It's a plant that grows from the ground, and we are arresting people and patronizing people and honestly overdoing it. Is how I how I look at it. For for what? For what? You know that that's how I look at it. So so has get there i definitely want to see it be decriminalized i would like to see um it get back onto the ballot i did some research for i i got on here of course seeing that i believe it was the the supreme the supreme court well florida supreme court that they shot it down over some technicality from going on to the the ballot uh vision so i have to follow up with that and see if that um if anything's going to change with that but i would like to see it be decriminalized well, we, you know, we appreciate those sentiments. You know, this is um, the beginning of also Hispanic Heritage Month, um, you know, all leading between now all the way through Indigenous Peoples Day in, in mid-October. And, um, you know, what we've seen is that it has been the African-American community and the Latino community bearing the brunt of marijuana prohibition's consequences, um, whether it's been disparities in arrest, whether it's been over-policing of our communities and our neighborhoods. And for the past 80 years, um, it hasn't changed. You know, the reefer madness epidemic grew out of the Jim Crow era, but the modern prohibition era came out of the, the just say no and the tough on crime from the Nixon to the Reagan administrations. Um, and then you had, you know, uh, the Clinton administration uh, doubling down, you know, with, with tough on crime policies, even though that president smoked weed, you know, and then we've seen George Bush, uh, Obama, you know, um, all admit to utilizing cannabis. And, and yet we're still not in a place where this country has fully accepted it. I mean, yeah, 38 states have medical use for it, but even still, uh, we're seeing women in Alabama uh, being jailed for up to 30 years because they're utilizing cannabis as an anti-nausea medication while they're pregnant. Ridiculous. And I mean, yeah, I mean, these are these are the policies. These are the people who you're going to be working with in the halls of government, people who actually support these policies and think that the status quo is acceptable. So, you know, um, how does that make you feel? 
frustrated and um, disgusted also comes to mind because people, they do it too. They do it too. That's the best way I could say it. They do it too. And then um, we, we look at some of the mandatory minimums and we look at um, how people get locked up. And just like you were saying, the demographics of people that get locked up, um, it's pretty disgusting. And another thing that really gets me is, okay, now we're doing, we have medical marijuana, which, you know, there's money in that. Then we look at the people making the money. It's all, it's all a big circle. The people who are making the money off of the medical marijuana. And then we look at who getting locked up. It, it just doesn't make it just it makes sense it's not right so you can sit there in your seat um for a legislative position that you hold and you know sometimes profit off of this and then we have people getting locked up for utilizing it and it's literally a plant that grows out of the the ground you know what i'm saying it's it's, it's frustrating, Dad. It's not just a plant, but it's a plant that hasn't yeah. hurt anybody. As a matter of fact, only helped people. And yeah, exactly. I exactly. like what you said. They're doing it too. Like it's not mm-hmm. like they're they're simply doing it and getting away with it and hurting other people. I I, I walked in back mm-hmm. in in like the middle of the conversation, so um, I just went on my rant. But <laughs> but but yeah, that's like, why I always. It, 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 it's got to be frustrating for you. And I, I know it was frustrating for me, uh, you know, growing up late 90s, early early 2000s and being a, a, a marijuana smoker. And, um, you know, uh, myself uh, having been through the system, uh, getting caught with marijuana and feeling like a criminal for doing something that I now have like a, a card for, you know, and, and I have a medical right mm-hmm. for so, so I appreciate you saying those things. It's pretty, pretty uh, good to see that somebody's running for office that that appreciates that. Thank you. And the, yeah. the important and thing about getting to... into the legislature. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh no, I was just gonna um just re- responding to what he said. Yeah, I always like to refer to like that. I always say like a plant that goes out the ground, and I know it, it's because the way that some people think about it. Especially in our legislator, you would you would think that they're talking about like a hard the way that they talk about it is like it's the worst thing ever. Like we're talking about like heroin or crack, and I know those are extremities, but really it's it's not like that, and it's no, just I mean, very it's, it's very um, frustrating. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's just, it should not be a schedule one. Come on now, like. Mm-mm. Well, the thing is about uh, the the regulations that have come out from the uh, Controlled Substance Act federally, and of course, the laws we have here in the state of Florida, is that continued regulation pushes people towards what we call the legacy market, or the folks who are, are not selling it legally. Because it, number one, if you don't get enough medicine legally, what are you going to do? That's basically what what, what, what is going on. And you find that, you know, they always say it's the chaos theory. Nature will find a way. Well, the same thing with people. If you continue to over-regulate the substance, they will find a way to get their, their product however they need to get it. And it's yes. actually dangerous out there right now because there is – well, we talked a little about, about the gateway drug situation. The average MMTC Late. is not going to be selling crack or fentanyl. Oh, this, this rainbow fentanyl is just kind of like – has me – creeped out entirely here right now. 
they, they actually look like little skittles or, or pieces of uh, sidewalk chalk and they and they can kill you and they're out there right now being, being distributed out there and again there's no news there. articles that that's like gonna end up as halloween candy yeah they're just saying that it's, oh it's gonna be God. in jolly ranchers i don't know if that's coming from the uh the substance abuse people who who want to get more folks into their uh, their programs, or the law enforcement who want to scare the hell out of us, well that that part they've already done because uh, I have seen the, the danger that fentanyl has done. I've seen the dead bodies. It it, is, it happens all over the damn place. And uh, again, when you regulate too much, this is what happens. And I again, and the fact that they actually put those rules in place recently. That actually puts a cap on people who need it as medicine. It's like saying you can only have half of a dose of your heart medicine. What are you going to do? You will find a way to keep yourself alive. And that is uh, basically where, where mm-hmm. we stand right now. And it just shows that they don't care about the people. They care about the special interests who are pushing these things. And I'm well, hoping that you get into the legislature, and I'm, I'm expecting you do, we will have some bills for you to help move this program along. Like, like the ones that uh, Chris was talking about. And Larissa, you know, your your stance is is right. And I think that's the most important thing that uh, you should take away from it, especially as you run up into naysayers, because um, Rutgers right, University just uh, Rutgers University just published a study showing that uh, municipalities which license marijuana establishments saw increases in their home sale prices compared to towns uh, that banned them. And so, you know, uh, supporting, you know, uh, the the decriminalization of cannabis, supporting the adult use market is important. But also um, the Journal of Health Economics recently put out a a, a data in a published study uh, coming out of North Dakota State University that compared obesity rates pre-legalization and post-legalization. And they actually saw that in Washington State uh, with recreational adult use marijuana, uh, there was a decrease in obesity rates and that there, there are people are less likely to be obese or suffer from type two diabetes in states that have adult use. So, you know, the yeah, evidence there's, is there's there. So many, there's so many benefits. The, the benefits outweigh any whatever risk that they, they want to talk about. And that, that that's what it is. We look at um, you know, liquor all. That that's not really. You can compare that to to marijuana, weed, whatever you want to call it. To me, weed much, much, much more beneficial properties to it. But you see how we treat the alcohol versus the weed. So we have to start thinking even deeper. Why is it? Um, why is it that we do that? You know, I'm not gonna go into all of that, but it it really does have a lot of beneficial factors you know relaxation it's a route to consciousness it opens your mind but some people can't understand that that route is the same people can't understand that but i just went on a rant but i'm really passionate about that we love it yeah. back in the 70s had the coptic church or was it the 80s uh and and they of course mostly besides having a giant complex in south florida also moved to jamaica and, and had a, a large yeah. presence there because, but I, I understand that even the uh, Jamaican government is kind of cracking down on certain things right now. So that seems to be the way the government tends to work. But if Florida really wants to have a medical program, you can't be restricting the amount of medicine that a person needs. There's no other medicine out there <clears throat> that is being restricted in this way, with the exception of Oxycontin because of the, the uh, 
situation there, but yeah, with the pill mills. Yeah. But there's no other medication that's being regulated like this. Absolutely none. Therefore, yeah. they're not taking it as medicine. They're, they're, they're actually treating it like it was a quote unquote recreational drug, although what we call adult use, which it ends up to be if you don't have a medical program. Yeah. We're well, supposed to have a medical program. Carlos, let, let's highlight Larissa. And Larissa, why don't you tell uh, the listeners out there, um, you know, how they can support your campaign, where they can go to to, to learn more and follow volunteer. Also, what, what is so exactly in, in your district? I'm not sure if you covered this or not um, yet, but what is the Gary that just district? said something? Say yeah. that one what, more what time is, for me. Yeah, uh, I'm not certain if you covered this before I got on, but what are the boundaries of your district? What my district is comprised of, East Hillsborough County, that includes Plant City, Valrico, portions of Bandon, portions of Sifasta, portions of Bloomingdale. Um, it's very, it's really changed. We used to have Pool Terrace, if you're familiar with that, they cut that out and gave versions of Brandon. Now Brandon actually has made up of about four or five different reps are made up in them. But I go right up to the Polk County line, so I don't cross over, and then I go right to Pinellas as well. So that's kind of how my district is looking. And after redistricting, a lot has changed. So for anybody watching that would like to see the new maps and really, really dig into that, you go on to the um, Hill House of Representatives, Florida State House of Representatives, their webpage, check it out, and you can really dig into the map, dissect it, and see how everything has changed. As far as my campaign and supporting my campaign, if you want to check me out, I'm on social media at Right for Florida on everything, Instagram, Facebook, all socials, Right for Florida. My webpage is rightforflorida.com. It is down for maintenance at the moment. The server is being um, updated right now, so it will be back up shortly for supporting. If you'd like to volunteer, door knock, uh, help with the inner workings of the campaign, uh, we're always looking for volunteers. Of course, if you're able to contribute I'm a grassroots campaign. Uh, we have a um, blue link con contribution. We'd greatly appreciate it. And of course, just if you're on social media, a share, a like, you know, just get the word out there. Get the word out there. We have a Gen Z candidate running in East Hillsborough County, and it's, it really hasn't been done before. So, um, yeah, that's how you can support my campaign. And that's a little bit about my district. Yeah, and I've, I've met Mr. McClure. I, I met him at a, uh, a Bell Shoals event. And when I mentioned uh, where our, what, what organization I work for, and I asked if he would be interested in uh, in talking to us, he couldn't get away from me far enough, fast enough. So, <laughs> Mr. McClure, uh, you're, you're, you're on our list, okay? <laughs> Larry, you done fucked up. We're coming for you. We're going to back Larissa. We're going to make sure we handle this. Yeah, he's focused. He, he's too focused on his solar energy bill, you know, so helping, helping Florida in that way. So. It's like every time you smell weed, Larry, the... it's us. <laughs> <laughs> well, Larissa, we, we really appreciate your fervor and your passion. Um, we look forward to supporting you and making it happen in this election and, uh, and keep doing what you're doing. You're an inspiration uh, to, to your peers and to people who you probably never even met. And I think that that's the most important thing is that people out there, you know, supporting you. And so just let's just get this over the finish line. There's a few more weeks left to election day. Folks, go out there, support Larissa Wright in District 68. If you're in East Hillsborough County, uh, you know, you can volunteer your time, your treasure or your talent.
talent. And if you need to learn more about which candidates are the ones that are supporting the patients and the people of Florida, as always, jump into rotation each and every Sunday. And we'll continue to be showcasing folks uh, every week till the election. And I want to give a shout out to the good folks over at the Sawgrass Progressives and the East Hillsboro Democrats who uh, helped make the connections for the day. They're, they're yeah, working hard yeah. on, on a lot of good candidates, so more power to them. More power uh, to you. Looks like your wife just got home too, Kena. <laughs> no, she was just letting the dogs out. That's the back door, actually. <laughs> Let the dogs out. All right, team. We'll catch y'all in rotation next week. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. This has been The Rotation, and you have been a part of it. You can be a bigger part of it by joining Suncoast Normal. Suncoast Normal is an organization that can help you make the change that we all need. Go to the Suncoast Normal website and become a member, because that is how you become part of the change. You can find The Rotation podcast on both SoundCloud and iTunes. But you can always join us in the rotation at suncoastnormal.org. At that very website, you can join the cannabis movement by becoming a member of Suncoast Normal, gain access to cannabis events, cannabis info, Normal's legal network, and even a free membership to National, all by joining Suncoast Normal. That website, again, is suncoastnorml.org. You can also find us on social media at Suncoast Normal. Uh, Find us on both Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. And thank you, Gary. And good night. Good night.